mindful of those you ask your rights from, or indeed, Allah is ever watchful over you. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds and forgive you of your sins. And whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved the greatest achievement. The best of speech is Allah's speech. And the best of guidance is Muhammad's guidance. And the worst of affairs are those newly introduced. And everything newly introduced into faith is an innovation. Every innovation goes astray. And everything that's astray goes, leads to the hellfire. We are at the advent of some of the holiest days, most important days, most blessed days of the year. The first 10 days of the nation. The 10 days culminating in the day of Arafah and then with Al-Hajj al-Akbar, the greater Hajj, the day of Eid. While the Hajjaj are making pilgrimage, we will be here where we live, remembering Allah, and striving to do as many good deeds as possible. The Prophet والسلام, he said, There are no days in which good deeds are more beloved and better, more beloved to Allah and better than in these 10 days. So make much thicker therein. So make much remembrance of Allah therein. SubhanAllah, glory be to Allah. There's no one worthy of worship but Allah. Allah Akbar. Allah is the greatest. When we talk about good deeds in these 10 days, we many times will say, fast more. Pray more. Give more salah. And there are no doubt that these are some of the best things that we can do. Not only in these 10 days, but any time during the year. But today, I want to tell you about a specific good deed that each and every one of us should remain cognizant. We don't think about it as a good deed until the person or the people that we'll talk about are in trouble, or ill, something's going wrong, or we feel remorse for our relationship with them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah, your Lord, has decreed that you worship none but him, and he has decreed that you treat your parents excellent. You treat your parents Excellence. If one of them or both of them were to reach old age, then don't say to them, Oof, and don't rebuke them, but say instead to them, call them kanima, kind words. We don't think of being good to our parents as one of those good deeds that will actually get us into Jannah. It's not on the forefront of our minds many times, not for everyone, but many times. Because as human beings, we are naturally selfish. We are naturally looking out for our own best interests. And we many times think that anyone else who has our best interests in mind is somehow trying to do something to stop what we know is good for ourselves. 
but our parents are those who have our best interests in mind. They might not have the best solution for us at times, but they have our best interests in mind. And their opinions of us and the way that they feel about what we do in life is important. If it wasn't important, then why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the longest stories in the Quran, the story of Yusuf why would Allah take the time out to mention minor detail about Yaqub and his sons going to meet the Pharaoh? Oh my sons, when you go to meet the Pharaoh, not everyone go in rank and file through one door. Instead, go through a bunch of different doors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this did nothing to change what Allah had decreed for them. Except to fulfill a need in the heart of Yaqub. Allah found it so important to mention a father's feelings for his children that he took the time out in the surah to explicitly mention it, even though it changed nothing from what he himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala, had decreed. Meaning that the way that our parents feel is as important as the way that we treat them. And so it's important for us in these 10 days to take time out to be good to our parents, to do good by them, to do good deeds that will have a positive effect on our relationship with them, and inshallah get us all into Jannah. The Prophet was once on his bimbah and he said, Ruined, ruined, ruined. Ruined is the person who finds his parents, one of them or both of them, and they don't enter him into Jannah. So our parents are one of the keys that we have to be able to open Jannah. We have to remind ourselves of this. If we truly believe what we believe as Muslims, we should realize that the way that we treat them and the way that they feel about us is one of the best things that we can do now in these 10 days. A man came to the Prophet He said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, who had the most right to my benevolence, to my righteousness, to my companionship? Your mother. Then who? Your mother. Then who? Your mother. Then who? Your father. Then who? Then the closest relatives to them. Uncles and aunts grandparents, older brothers and older sisters. And in this is a lesson that the respect of our mothers is paramount. Honoring our mothers is paramount. And honoring our fathers is important as well. And for us as men, it's an extremely important lesson that by nature and divine decree, 
Our children will gravitate emotionally to their mothers many times more than they do to their fathers. And that doesn't diminish the divine connection that we have with our children. Allah swears by the father and the son or the child that he begets. So there's a connection there, super important. But we as men have to realize that our children, by the command of Allah's messenger, have to be servient and dutiful to their mother more than they are to us. And in us realizing that and submitting to that is a realization that we are submitting to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is best for that child, for you as a father, and for his mother. <clears throat> the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith narrated by Abu Dhabdaq in Sunnah Timnani and in those kind of Imam Ahmad. He said, the father is the middlemost, highest door of Jannah. So waste that door or preserve it. This hadith tells us that as children, respect for our fathers is one of the easiest most accessible and most and most facilitated ways to enter Jannah. A lot of us, we hear the first hadith of our mothers having three times more right to companionship than our fathers, and we get this idea that fathers don't have any status, subconsciously. But the Prophet ﷺ is saying, the one easy way to Jannah, your father is that door to Jannah. You want the easy way to enter in paradise? Then the easiest way for you to do that is to preserve the door that is your father. What do doors do? Doors hold in the good. They block out the bad. They allow access. They facilitate for us movement in and out. Our fathers many times do the same thing. Realizing the importance of both of our parents because we live in a culture where parents in general are disrespectful. Mothers and fathers. Mothers are pictured as clueless and doting. Fathers are pictured as dumb, idiotic, not due of respect. And that is what we see most of the time in everything from children's cartoons to dramas to the verbiage that people use in broader culture. As Muslims, this is not our culture. Culture is fine, but when it goes in the face of what Allah and His Messenger have re has revealed, we reject that culture. And the culture of disrespect to parents, specifically disrespect to fathers, which is very prominent, is a culture which is unequivocally rejected. It's important for parents to be mutually respective of each other. Because your children will marry, I'm sorry, your children will mirror the respect that you show for your spouse. If you don't respect your wife, don't expect your children to respect your wife. If you don't respect your husband, don't expect your children to, to respect your husband. How do we know this? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Oh, 
He goes and curses someone else's parents, and so that person curses his parents. He curses someone else's father, and that person curses his father. Meaning that the way that we interact with others will have a direct relationship on our relationship with our children. On our relationship at home. Which means it is imperative for us, even if we have differences, even if we're divorced, even if someone has passed on, even if there's hard hearts and hardship between those two people, that they only show each other respect. Why? Because that will have a reciprocatory effect, not only for those children, but across society. Find me a child that disrespects his teacher at school, I'll find you a child that has one of, or both of his parents at home who are disrespectful. Find me a child that uses lewd language, I'll find you a child that has a parent or both of them that uses lewd language. Find me a child that doesn't know how to honor his grandmother and grandfather, I will show you a mother or father who doesn't honor their, their grandmother and their grandfather. We have to take responsibility to inculcate those values into our children. Our actions mean that we either are encouraging our children to do the best of things, which is to be respectful to their parents and their grandparents, or to commit one of the greatest sins in Islam. The Prophet ﷺ was asked about the greatest sins, and he said, Shibrullah, to associate partners with other than Allah. And then what did he say? And to be disrespectful to one's parents. Ask yourself, what am I doing to make my children avoid those two major sins and the others? Am I, am I pushing them towards sinning and thus sinning myself? Or am I pushing them towards righteousness and thus fulfilling the duty of righteousness upon myself? Respect for one's parents, as we said, one of the greatest acts that you can do in these beautiful, blessed, holy days of the first 10 days of the Hajj. I want you to not only increase your salah, not only increase your dignity, not only fast and pray, and, good, and, and give charity. But I want you to do so with the idea that you are continuously, that you are continuing the legacy that your parents have set out for you. You might say to yourself, well, I don't have parents who are Muslim. How am I continuing their legacy? Did they not encourage you to have good character? Did they not encourage you to be good people? Have you not learned one good thing from them? 
your entire life, then do that one good thing and do it only for Allah. And you'll be continuously, you'll be continuing the legacy that they have set for you. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, he is not from us, the one who doesn't have mercy on our, on our, small, on our, on our kids, on our children, the small amongst us, and does not show reverence and respect to the elderly amongst us, and does not know or recognize the right of the scholars amongst us. When we show respect at home, that home is a shining light for respect and reciprocation of that respect throughout society. When we show disrespect at home, then that disrespect, like sewage, seeps into the ground and makes it corrupt. Let's be those who shine light for people, not those who would corrupt where they live from or where they live. The Prophet ﷺ in a hadith narrated by Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As in a timidity, he said, Ridha that the pleasure of your Lord is found in the pleasure of your parent. And the displeasure of your Lord is found in the displeasure of your parent. Ask yourself, what am I doing? And am I pleasing my parent at this time? Now, at this point, I want to mention something very important because it comes up, up, it comes up time and time again. People say, the pleasure of your, of your Lord is found in the pleasure of your parent. And therefore, I have to do every single thing that my mom and dad want me to do. Even if I'm a 40-year-old married man who has his own life. We have a lot of people in our community who disrespect their wives or disrespect their husbands or disrespect the rights of their children over them because of overbearing parents. And this is a reality. So how do we manage that along with the obligation of showing our parents respect? The idea of righteousness and respect to your parents is about what is good for them in their lives, not what they want to micromanage in yours. You can do it, but if it comes to the point where you're balancing the rights of your wife and the rights of your parents, then guess what? If the request of your parents has no obligation to it, it's simply their preference, and preserving your marriage means that you don't take what they prefer, then it's allowed for you not to do what your parents prefer you to do. You should do what they prefer for them in serving them, but you don't have to change everything about your life. A man came to Imam Ahmed, and he said to him, he said, oh Imam, my father told me to divorce my wife. Should I obey him? Ahmed said, no, don't obey him. He said, but I, he says to me, the Prophet told Ibn Umar to obey his father when his father told him, meaning Umar Khattab, told him to divorce his wife. He said, when your father gets to the level of Umar Khattab, then come and talk to him. So there are things that have no generality to them. 
meaning that the respect for our parents should not create disrespect for our spouses, disrespect for our children, disrespect for other people in the family. It has to be balanced because I hear and I see that people approach me too many times about this issue where this overbearing micromanagement by their parents is destroying their own marriages, destroying their own lives, destroying their own opportunities. What is respectful to your parents is about what is good for them in their lives, but it does not override your own personal choices and definitely doesn't override your own personal obligations and responsibilities. Now, how can we be better to our parents? if they have passed away. This is another issue that comes up. Someone says, my parents have passed away. How am I supposed to be good to them? One of the things that you can do is make God for them. Make a step far for them. Seek forgiveness for them. Pray for them. Give salah in their name. And even one of the, or, or, or in one of the greatest things that you can do for your parents is visit their friends that they have in their life. The Prophet ﷺ said that from the best fit, the best righteousness you can do to your parent is to visit the people that that parent loved in their lifetime. Go and find your mother's old friend that she would have tea with, visit her. Go and find your father's best best friend that he that, that he would sit with for hours and sit with him for a few hours. Remind that person of the legacy of your father, and you will be doing good by your mother and your father by continuing by continuing that legacy. Call and visit your parents in these 10 days. Check in on them. Ask them how they're doing. Pray for them. Give charity for them. Do any good deed and intend for that reward to, do, to, to go to them. And I'll add one more thing. Listen to them. Many of our parents are elderly. Many of them will not be with us any longer. Go and listen to their stories. Understand what their life is. Learn what they want to see from you, and then go out into the world and make that legacy a reality. Allah forgive us of our sins and our transgression and our affairs, and make our feet firm, O Lord of the world. O Allah, make us from amongst those that respect our parents. Make us from amongst those that inculcate respect in our children. Make us from amongst those that leave a legacy in this life to last for generations. May God bless Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha